3, 2, 1. This is the Debug Movement. You are listening to the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast, episode 24, with me, John Gilbert. Me, Ian Thompson. And me, Alex King. Welcome along. So today we're going to be talking about lying. Lying. No, we really are. <laughs> Lol. I've just, I've just, I'm rocking oh. the dad jokes at the moment. If anything that's come out of lockdown, it's <laughs> me uh, being comfortable in my own skin with my dad jokes. Although there's been a bit of a sad development in that my 12 year old is now getting really embarrassed by me. Whereas before he found it charmingly amusing, he now hates it. Aww. So that makes me even more determined to make this podcast a big success. <laughs> so, just said, just to wind him up. <laughs> so on the subject of lying then, um, I've got a question. Is lying always dickheadery? I don't think it is. I don't uh, think although- it is. This opinion does get me into a lot of trouble with my partner Claire, as as does anything on this podcast. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you see, I think there's good lies and bad lies, and I think good lies are okay. Hmm. Okay, so what's a good lie? A good lie I've put down to aid someone or to simplify things. So you might like give out a little good lie, like you know, it's not really, it's not going to hurt anyone. It's just a good lie. It's just like, you know, uh, don't worry about it's, that. It's a good lie for yourself. Well, it might be a good lie for yourself or it might be a good lie for someone else, you know. Like, mm. um, like you look nice. You look lovely in that, yeah. Ian, you look oh, great in those yeah. earphones. <laughs> oh, do you like my new long hair? <laughs> <laughs> yes, John. I pick up my friend's two little girls from school a couple of days a week um, uh, to help with childcare and take them back to their house. And uh, once uh, before the second one was born, I picked up the first one, was walking to Big Fun with her, and she was tired, so I put her on my shoulders. We were walking along, and um, she decided to go to sleep on my head. So she, like, bent over and, like, put her arms on my head and went to sleep. And I was like, Tilly, Tilly don't do that, because you're sort of, like, pulling my hair. I can't really afford to lose any hair. And she was like, oh, Ian, you have a wonderful thick head of hair. And, uh, and went on and like just wouldn't wouldn't quit telling me what wonderful oh, thick hair I had, which is clearly a lie. But she meant well. It was a good lie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We've had a comment from Pippa Clarkson, and she said, "I think sometimes dickheadery comes from telling the truth. No one wants to know that actually the hairdresser did a better job last time." That sounds like that's based on a real experience. I feel <laughs> like it is, but that's something that I think everyone does at the hairdresser. Like you look in the mirror and it's horrific and like, do you like it? Yeah. And then get hurt and want to die. Oh no. <laughs> you've, ne- you've never had that at a hairdresser where you haven't liked it and you've lied. Everybody's got to have done that. I can only think of one occasion when that's happened to me and I was very young and I walked outside and cried and my dad took me back in and said to the hairdresser, he's not happy, can we do this again? Oh no. <laughs> I think you should always be honest to your hair- with your hairdresser. You just never, if you just don't like it, you just never go back to them again. Although I was That's once not, yeah. challenged on this. I mean, I went to, I won't name the business, but it's quite close to where you live, Ian. And Sally bought me as a treat, um, like one of these kind of like full shave and hair cut experience. And normally I just go to a Turkish barber and uh, I'm quite happy with that. In and out as quick as I can, not needing an appointment. What do you want, sir? Just short. That's fine. That's me. So this whole experience of taking about an hour and a half to go through my hair and having a shave and so on. Um, now, I'm not saying the girl had never done it before, but 
I've been shaving for years and I've never lacerated my face as many times as she had. <laughs> and I'm Aww. just sitting there looking in the mirror, it's still bleeding from my face. And she went, so did you enjoy that? To which I went, no, not really. Yeah. Oh, did you say no? No, I said, no, not really, oh. because she needed to know. I mean, I waited till she put the razor blade away from my throat before <laughs> divulging that level of honesty. Yeah. I said, to be honest, it hurt. And I don't think shaving's supposed to hurt. And I'm bleeding quite a lot from my face. Um, I would have probably been like, that was fantastic. Thank well, you so much. That was yeah, fantastic. I mean, it was awkward. <laughs> Just like bleeding, <laughs> bleeding out. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't like bleeding so much that I was worried. And, I was like, and now I'm going to have to go to A&E. Um, and I'm quite a rare blood type. So yeah. hopefully for the sake of all of us, I'll survive this. Did she ask for your blood type before she started shaving you? <laughs> No, she didn't, but um, I have to admit that looking back on that, that probably was dickheadery. I mean, I wasn't, like, sarcastic or nasty about it, but I was just, like, really honest. I was just like, to be honest, it hurt. I didn't really enjoy it. She did look a little crestfallen. I didn't, like, say, I think you should stop. This is not the profession for you. I know maybe you thought it was, but when you go home tonight, just, I don't know, Google a few other options. So, uh, so no, I'm, 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 not, I'm not with you on that one. I think you should be on it. Okay. They need the feedback. How else are they going to improve? I'm just trying to think yeah, of a, an occupation. I've not got the heart. I've not got the heart. I just can't. It's like with food at a restaurant. Even if I didn't enjoy it, I'll tell them that it was delicious. Oh, I'll do that. Even if there's pubes yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More so. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd just be constantly complaining to restaurants. <laughs> I say restaurants, wherever he goes to eat. Yeah, yeah. just like vans, tips. <laughs> but I think there are certain circumstances where you, you, you get away with nice lies. Things like restaurants, maybe, if you don't want the person to be... You know, like if you're in a restaurant and it's not great, but you can see that the waiter or the waitress is really rushed off the feet and they've had a really hard night and, they've, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's not been great for them. And, you know, you might just say, like, yeah, it was fine. I mean, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think I'd go over the top like Alex says and go like it was amazing. What I think I would do Thank in that so situation much. is find a positive that was true. So when they yeah. say, "Did you enjoy your meal?" and if I didn't enjoy my meal, but I wanted, to, I'd say, "Oh, your service has been excellent," which is not answering the question. Yeah. But fair. let's say the service has been excellent. It's made it's made them feel good. That's that's good. That's that's, that's buzz. That that corrects the circumstance thing. Yeah. I mean, I could be more honest and go, well. So you made the best of a bad situation. Well done, you. Here's your tip. Please don't let that get shared with anybody in the kitchen. They need to be going onto Google tonight to find other occupations. Maybe a, a shaver and a hairdresser, because yeah. I've discovered one of those that's inadequate. Maybe there should be some kind of swap. Well, I was trying to think of an occupation that the hairdresser can go to where your job is to cut people's faces, but I'm struggling, I'll be honest. Well, she, well, she could be like a heavy for a What's a heavy? A heavy, a heavy, a heavy, right. So she could be like a debt collector or something. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Your your drop-off was light this week. <laughs> and all I've got is this weird accent and an inability to shave properly. Now, if you don't want nicks all over your face, I suggest you pull your finger out. Like that. Yeah, nice. Did you like my accent? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Is no, you can, see, you, you're lying to me. <laughs> Where was you getting your hair done? Um, was you down south? It was under a bridge next to the guy who cooks dead foxes. Um, wow. No, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. It was. It was somewhere. It was somewhere in Hull, and the business is still going. And I don't. I won't name them because that's not fair. Because maybe I, 
maybe I, I mean I've got pretty bumpy face it could I just think it's be your that. fault yeah. to be honest yeah. Yeah. could be Bum, bumpy face Gilbert oh here he comes <laughs> Alice Erdwire, she said, when people lie about the most pointless things for no reason. So I guess, yeah, pointless lies are dickheadery, but I feel like everyone makes them. Do you not think? So, but with lying, it's just part of, like, it's. I think it's part of life. Yeah. It sounds dramatic when you say lying, because that seems like you're actually making up, like you're having an affair and you're lying and things, but just little white lies, I guess. One, yeah, like you get odd ones, don't you? Like where kids will lie about what they, things that they've got or where they've gone on holiday or something like that. Yeah. You don't mm. mean to sound better and uh, uh, so that's sort of like, like... When people lie about when they've met celebrities or they've done something yeah. amazing that they haven't really done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, don't really understand that. God. John said that like he was trying to get I'm not a get meaning like I've just there. said, like trying to make people not feel bad and things like that in terms of lying. I mean, yeah. imagine pretending to have met Danny Mills <laughs> <laughs> and asked him if he's from Leeds. <laughs> you can ask him. It's true. I bet he'd remember it. Claire, Claire my partner on the subject of lying, about like pointless lying, my partner was telling me about when she was young. She said she was like 10, 12 or something. And then like there's her sisters and her brothers that were younger. They all came home from school one day and um, her mum and dad were there uh, in the hallway waiting for them. And when they came in, her mum and dad just announced, we've won the lottery. <laughs> and uh, they were all really excited and like whooping and hugging each other and cheering, thinking like, are we millionaires now? And they're like, yes, yes, we are. And she said this went on for like five minutes to the point where they started doing a conga line around the house with the mum and dad joining in, all singing, we are millionaires now. We are millionaires now. Na, 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 na. And like jumping around the house. And then said like, after like a good length of time like a good like five or ten minutes they just went yeah we're not really it was just a joke <laughs> that's funny so, for no, for no, uh, to no end at all yeah but that is funny that's a, like a jerk lie isn't it like that's funny i probably wouldn't have found it funny if uh, I was is it there. yeah is it i mean these days it'd be awkward because like within seconds you'd have put it all over twitter and facebook <laughs> yeah that's true and then, then you'd have to rein that back in. I mean, there are people who've made a career out of pretending to be rich when they're not, and they just blag yeah. stuff for free, and you get stuff yeah. from credit. Yeah. Now, they're yeah. big lies, aren't they? I mean, there's yeah. like the Ponzi scheme stuff. I mean, Bernie yeah. Madoff, he got like, something like a thousand years in prison yeah. for, for letting a lie get way out of control. I guess there's sometimes you're lying and you don't know that you're lying. And you go around, yeah. like, you, you, you perpetuate a myth. Not like like everybody on social media at the moment. I've made yeah. it one of my hobbies to dispel, dispel myths that people are putting out when they're lying, but they don't know that they're lying. So I don't think it's quite as bad. However, what it is, is irresponsible because they're not fact-checking something that they're then putting out into the rest of the world and expecting people to get angry about. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a lie, you've got to be conscious that you are making up a lie for it to be a lie because otherwise you're just... You're just wrong. Yeah. You're just mistaken. Mm. So what is your attitude on the line between a lie and an exaggeration that made a story funnier? I'm definitely guilty of that. Or cutting out bits of facts to make it funnier. I've definitely done it on the podcast. Yeah, I think think you can leave out... So, yeah, here's the thing. This is something that me and Claire have, 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 have discussed before. 
What if you just leave out some information? Is that a lie? You just decide to not tell someone something. Yeah, like if you if you know something about someone and you decide not to tell them, but you speak, you still like speak to them. Are you yeah. lying to them because you're withholding information? Yeah. And or if you what if you're asked a question about something and you think, well, I don't really want to tell you that, so you just don't tell them. But mm. that might involve a bit of a lie. Like I don't know, but you do know. Yeah. Well, when I was reading up on it yesterday. I, Apparently, a lie needs to be a statement that you actually say. So, if you're, I guess, if you're, if you don't answer a question that you're asked, you're not technically lying, are you? But what if you say I don't know, and you do know? Well, what a lot of people do is to say I can't remember, and then if somebody says they can't remember something, it's very difficult to disprove that, isn't it? Yeah. I know that when my son has been in trouble Mm. at school, his defence has always been I can't remember. Yeah. Which is really frustrating mm. to us because it's just like, well, yeah. you, that's kind of saying, I did it, but I don't want to admit it. Because you're not saying, yeah. no, I didn't yeah. do that. Another one is when people say, if you ask them something, it's all, why would you even ask me that? To me, that's basically, you might as well just say you're lying. Yeah. What's her trying to tie in the tables on you? Yeah, like, like, make, you like me that yeah. Question. yeah. 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 So they get out of actually telling you. All of these sort of answers are better than saying, I went to Barnard Castle to test my eyesight out with my four-year-old child in the back of a car. <laughs> That's an elaborate oh. lie, isn't it? I mean, it's not yeah. even elaborate, I don't think. I mean, it could, because it's so easily, like, a, it's so obviously a lie. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's a very topical one. But Jamie Rhodes, he comment just saying Dominic Cummings. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, the truth will be out. I mean, mm. it won't. Because no. the truth never does come out on things like yeah. that. But I, mm. the um, current government that we have in the UK have mixed up reality and lies so much that I don't even know where we stand anymore to the point where I've become disinterested in the truth. Now, if that was always the plan, well done. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to believe anymore. So therefore, I'm not going to believe anything. They may as well just like just just blatantly lie for so long to the fact that we get bored of it, which is what they've tried to do with the Dominic Cummings situation. They may as well be applying the 90s-based principle of lying developed by the leading, well, the fort leader, Shaggy. So uh, when he's advising his friends that, picture this, we were both buck naked, banging on the bathroom floor, to which Shaggy says, just say, it wasn't me, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in the lyrics, that she actually sees him do it. Just say, it wasn't me. <laughs> just repeatedly, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And 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 therefore, at the end of it, it's just like, well, it doesn't really matter now, does it? We've all been forgotten about. Make it till you yeah. make it. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't me. Move on. Wasn't me. Mm. I find it when you catch somebody out for lying and they won't admit it, it's so infuriating. Yeah, I think that's dickheadery. You've got to just kind of. But then I suppose it might be hard to admit it, like embarrassing if you're being caught out on a lie. So you might just feel defensive. But it depends how long maybe. you let it go on for. Yeah. Because, like, I'm talking here about in the position of fatherhood. So there'll be a bar of chocolate that I've been waiting for. I will go to get my bar of chocolate. My bar of chocolate is now gone, right? I've been alone in the home with my, with me and my two sons. Somebody has eaten the chocolate. But under interrogation, it turns out nobody's eaten the chocolate. And they just lie and they lie about it. And I get furious. Now, if they'd have said, mm-hmm. no, I'm really sorry... I just really fancied some chocolate. That would be the end of the matter. But it's just the denial makes it into 
a bigger issue. And I'll tell you, linked to that, my most frustrating lie is happens when you're in a, a small group of people and then you start to smell a fart. And then you say, who's farted? And nobody will admit to it. And it becomes a much bigger issue. It's just like, if you can't admit that you farted, what kind of person are you? If you can't <laughs> take responsibility for some air that came out from your bowels, pushed past some poo particles and therefore caused an unpleasant odour, right? If you can't admit that, what are you going to go on? You're going to be an adulterer. You might even be a murderer. You're definitely going to commit fraud. You can't be trusted around children. What kind of person are you going to grow up to be? Wow. So there's consequences of that. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a spiral, isn't it? Yeah. So I bet, I bet when he was a kid, Dominic Cummins didn't admit to his farts. Yeah, I bet probably. anybody yeah. in the cabinet didn't yeah. admit to their farts. That's the kind of person you're going to grow up to be. Actually, yeah, quite wildly rich and successful, so... Talking about a lie leading to catastrophic events, I remember when I was quite young and we were in France. We were walking across a road and a car came around the corner and beeped at us and I pulled my tongue out at, it, at the driver. And um, my mum told me, don't do that. That's how wars are started. Which I now realise it's definitely not how wars are started. I don't think a war has ever started from a small child putting his tongue out at, uh, at someone. <laughs> to, my, to my knowledge, I'm no history expert, but I'm going to put it, I'm going to throw it out there. It's not a lie because I'm, I'm unaware of what I'm saying, uh, of the truth of, you know, I haven't fact checked it, but, you know, if it's, if it's not true, then that's fine. Did it stop but you from your doing mum lying? It? I think my mum was lying to me. But was she lying me. for the greater good? Yeah, probably, because she's so. trying to stop me pulling my tongue out at people. And, and possibly in her mind trying to prevent a war. And yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe in her mind trying to prevent a war. And, and if so, then, you know, hats off to her. She's done the world a service there. And she should probably be recognised for that. Your mum, in many ways, was like the originator of Don't Be a Dickhead. Yeah, yeah. It starts with um, sticking your tongue out. Yeah. It ends with lying to a nation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. She's a hero. She is, yeah. So, there we go. I get really um, frustrated when people lie completely unnecessarily when they know that they're going to get caught out on that lie, but they did it to buy themselves time because they can't face the reality then. I saw a great example of this a few years ago. We were at an event. We were waiting for some equipment to be delivered. I'd come off the call in which they said we are six hours away. I told my manager they're six hours away, who then went and told the client, yeah, they'll be here in an hour. <laughs> so what happened is, for that moment, it dispelled the fury of the client of the thing that was later than we, ex we promised. But then an hour comes and they ask again, and then she tells them, oh yeah, it'll be here in an hour. So that's gonna happen five times now before it arrives. Yeah. It's just a kind of like a cycle of rage and, yeah. and kind of getting away. Whereas if we'd have just told the truth, Surely that would have been the yeah. easier thing to do. And actually that's become that experience. I think about it quite often because I just think it's just easier to tell the truth and it's certainly something that I apply to business. If you fucked up, just admit yeah. it, right? Don't just buy yourself more time because all you're going to do is breed greater resentment. Mm. Not a particularly funny story, but wanted to share it on the issue of lying. Some people just can't help it though. I feel like some people, that's just in the nature just to lie. I know somebody who is a habitual liar and in our childhood, he really caused reputational damage to me through his lies. So uh, a kid who lived up my street for a joke, for a joke, um, wrote a series of death threats to <laughs> another kid who lived down my street, um, who we, well, let's call him Sammy Fixes Gerbils, right? That's what we used to call him. Um, and 
I didn't know anything about this. The first I found out about this was when his dad was going absolutely mental at me in a 10-foot whole story. Um, well, I have a lot of incidents in 10-foots, for listeners yeah. of the show will know. Going absolutely mental for frightening his son. And I, I just didn't know what he was talking about. And then parents got involved. And it just all got pinned on me. So they'd found, they basically, they'd suspected one kid who then pinned it on me. And the parents all left furious. And there was me and the other kid left who then just said to me, yeah, it was me. And I was just like, well, you could have said that when all the adults were there. And um, yeah, uh, they, they all hated me because they thought I had gone through a like a campaign of hate against this lad. And I had yeah. absolutely nothing to do with it other than the fact that I just lived down his street. Did it improve your street cred? Well, it, it couldn't have worsened my street cred. I wouldn't say it improved my... No, I don't think that's the kind of thing that that anybody looks up to, do they? You anonymously frightened I don't know, child. like the other kids might sort of think, oh, don't mess with him, he'll... He'll, he'll write you a letter. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, if I'd have killed him, then that might have been a bit more frightening, but just writing a letter, threatening it. But, yeah, that, again, injustice sticks by me, and I know who that person was in the lie. And um, I'm actually friends with that person now, so I've, I've managed to... Um, to forgive them over time. Mm. But if I, oh. if you're listening, Sammy fixes gerbils or any of your family, wasn't me. <laughs> and then unlike Shaggy, I'm telling the truth. That's an amazing name, Sammy fixes well, gerbils. Yeah, where did That's that not come his real from? Name. Uh. Um, another lie that was a complicated lie that I experienced in secondary school, um, this game probably not going to make the podcast, but was a lie going around about me losing my virginity. And I was a virgin at the time. But the story was that I used a crisp packet as a condom, which was a lie that was being spread around the school by the girl. So I was slightly conflicted on this because it was like quite cool to have lost your virginity at this point, but it wasn't cool to use crisp packets as a contraceptive. <laughs> that sounds so I mean, I didn't go along with the lie. I, I, I made the judgment call to say, this is not a true... Did the girl expect kudos from this? I don't know. I think... I don't know That's really what she was strange. thinking. Teenagers do strange things, don't yeah. they? Yeah. I mean, she was she was quite a close friend, but she fancied me, and it did damage our relationship. And she, she liked could have Chris. Just said she slept with yeah. you. Why did the Chris packet have to come? In? Like, did you think that would and then, make like, it more believable? And then, like kids do, they had details to story and go, "Oh, it was John shagged it, and he used a cheese and onion walkers as a Johnny." She's <laughs> like. Because people was like laughing. I was just like, what's going on? It was just like, oh, well, we've, we've heard what you did. And I was like, well, what did I do? And I was just like, but I didn't. Yeah. I mean, so obviously I didn't have much street cred that people did believe that story. Like sc- scampy knickknacks would have been the best one, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or smoky bacon. Yeah. Oh, wow. dear. My friend, um, in order to uh, get out of trouble once, they were, they were caught by their mum and dad with some cannabis they found it in in her, in her wardrobe, at her house, and um, and they they like oh in her bedroom, you know, and they like confronted her about it and said like what's this? And they were really angry with her for having the cannabis at the house, and you don't bring drugs into our house. So she decided while she was getting told off, the best way to combat this was to show them how good it, how bad it could be, and uh, just came out with I'm pregnant, <laughs> and told her mum and dad she was pregnant. <laughs> Um, then they got even more angry um, and then she told them, I'm not really pregnant, but think about how bad it could be. 
uh, I'm actually quite, quite good. Yeah. So and th that was the, that was the way that she decided to try and Diffuse get out of having drugs in her Ooh, bedroom. Yeah. Did it work? So you know, in that in that way, uh, no, it didn't. They were even more mad that she just lied <laughs> to them. Um, but in that way, a, a lie was used as a way of controlling the peace. That's it. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like the idea yeah. of that. Sometimes we lie to ourselves, don't we? Yes. Mm. Yeah. We convince ourselves of, of like we've got like a reality filter or something, mm. and that can be to protect ourselves from the truth that we are rubbish at something. Or it could be to protect ourselves from something bad that we don't want to admit. Like um, like Jim Carrey in the movie, Me, Myself and Irene, who convinces himself that the three black triplets are his children. <laughs> um, or it could be about um, where we just filter out stuff, like cherry picking stuff. So I've talked about this on the podcast before, about how wonderful my school camping trip was, because I've choose to filter out all the bad stuff. Yeah. I think all holidays are like that. Yeah. We'll maybe discuss that on the upcoming episode of holidays where you talk about a brilliant holiday, but you've managed to filter out all of the boring bits of waiting around and stuck yeah. in queues and so on. I think that happens a lot in relationships as well. Um, people try and convince themselves that everything's like fine, dirty sometimes. And I, I know, especially people that say if like they get cheated on or something, they convince themselves that like it's not true. <laughs> you lie to yourself, I think. So Shaggy said it wasn't true. And then I've told myself it's not true, yeah, so therefore it didn't happen. But it's, yeah. Yeah. I think Shaggy's to blame for this yeah. entire episode. It wasn't him. It bloody was. Uh, it was I'm the music to, industry. I'm starting to <laughs> doubt it now. Because <laughs> when I did a little bit of research uh, on this yesterday, um, the Paul Ekman group, they did like a nine motives for telling lies. And the main one on there is avoiding punishment. Well, it's if fun. you're trying to protect yourself from punishment it could be a massive yeah. lie like oj simpson i'm protecting or, others from punishment what they call him oscar pistorius but sometimes people just have like really unnecessary lies and there's two main reasons for it one is the one you've already said and and i, <laughs> I had a really surreal experience once of being in a meeting where i was the subject of somebody's lie whilst they were trying to impress me it was a meeting with somebody from a radio station and we were talking about another project and then they said, oh, we do stuff with the whole comedy festival, which I'm the founder of and was at the time the director. And she said, oh, yes, I do lots of work with John Gilbert. Now, that's me. And she was telling me that. And I was like, what do I do now? Do I crucify you as a liar? Or do I go, oh, that's really interesting. I said, uh, hey, I know John. Um, which was possibly even more dickheadery because later down the line she would realise... So who did you were? Well, I... I don't know. I just don't this think it's brilliant. I just it was it was I didn't really know how to deal with the situation because I mean if it, there was other people at the meeting, so I thought it's a bit harsh to hang her up. Plus there were other people who knew that that, that was so me. That sounds so awkward. So I almost didn't need. So it would have been just yeah. a really cringy, horrible, and it was and it was a really unnecessary lie because knowing me is not going to impress anybody, <laughs> least of all me. <laughs> So it was a really strange, yeah. yeah, really strange situation. It was like a really unnecessary lie. Mm. And that's was... a bit like when um, that's a bit like when you meet someone. This has happened to me a few times when you meet someone in the street and they're like, "Oh hiya," and you're like, "Oh hiya," and you don't really know who they are. And then they stop to chat. And you're like, "Oh for God's sake!" And so you've got to, ch and then you, you don't realise that you're going to stop to chat. And so then you've got to stop there. And then they start asking you questions and. 
you try and get around it, but then they ask you a question that there's no getting out of, and you've just got to say, I'm really sorry, I don't know who you are. <laughs> uh, that's happened to me a few oh, times. Yeah, that's, just, that makes me just want to... How does that go down? Well, you, well, the worst one, I think, was probably when, uh, and it's happened to me where someone said, like, oh, how are you doing? How's your mum? Yeah, it's fine, yeah. And then they'll say, like, uh, and how's, like, I don't know, Becky or something like that. And you'll be like, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I don't know who Becky is. Oh, Becky, blah, blah, blah. You know, we went to Mark Lambert together. I'm like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I didn't go to Mark Lambert. I don't think we know each other. And they were like, oh, right, sorry. So we've had this full conversation without actually knowing each other as well, which has been pretty awkward. I think that comes from you being on stage, though. I think people will recognise you and therefore think that they know you. Ah, so it's, a, it's, just, a resu- it's just it's just a downside of being famous. It's because you're famous. Wow. Oh, wow, I've never thought of that before. I'm going to take that. That's I, actually I happened where people who have told me that they know you, and then I've mentioned them to you, and you have no idea you're who they so are. You're so popular, yeah. Ian. It happens to you a lot, Ian. You're kind of a it big does. deal. I often get men coming up to me and saying things like, um, uh, oh, here he is, and I'll be like, I don't really know you. Yeah, mate, you, um, you, you, like, you swang your knob in my wife's face, <laughs> smart that. What's wonderful is that when we put this podcast out, it's going to sound like we edited that to stitch you up. But actually, we didn't have to. It It doesn't need any context. That is, I'd I'd like to point out, that is part of a comedy sketch. Okay, we'll leave that bit in. And it's not my real knob. So, so what else have the DBAD community been saying? So we've had a message from Sally Gilbert. She said, a guy I worked with who kept lying and saying he couldn't come into work because his grandma had died. I think he lost about six of them before we pointed this out to him. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is interesting because I remember this, but I don't remember it happening six times. So Sally may have slightly exaggerated to make this a better story. <gasps> the liar. But that, but we've, we've, esta- no, we've established that that's a good lie. That is a good lie, yeah. It yeah. made the story. I mean, the truth is it only happened once. And she had actually died. It doesn't make it a good story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, I think laughing at uh, the death of a grandma is, is a good place to leave it. Cinema. So what have we learned today? We've learned that lying is sometimes justifiable if it's about making people feel better. It's all about the intention of the lie, isn't it? You shouldn't be telling lies Mm. to big yourself up because you're probably amazing as you are and you certainly shouldn't be lying to make people feel bad and you certainly shouldn't be lying if it then sets a dangerous precedent during lockdown for the rest of the country. (laughs) Mm. And on that note... Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this, please do subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcast. Tell everybody about the Don't Be A Dickhead movement because we're just trying to change the world one step at a time. I've been John Gilbert. I've been Ian Thompson. I've been Alex King. And remember, don't Don't be be a dickhead. dickhead!